Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in the Ivy League, a look inside the ancient 18s in the Ivy League and their upcoming games with all of the stats, trends, and analysis that you want to hear. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Believe in the Ivy League. Oh, that's right, it is week one. It is week one in the Ivy Leagues, and I am Tom Barton taking you through week one. I'm pumped up. I hope you guys are, too. It's been a long time since we've been able to sit back and talk about Ivy League football, uh, much longer than the regular season. Of, of People talk about the NFL, and they said, ah, it's been 207 days since I've listened to the Look, it's even longer with the Ivy Leagues, right? So we're back. We're ready to go. We have a good slate of games here in week one. We're going to take you through everything. Guys, go check out TomBartonSports.com. It's TomBartonSports.com. Go check me out at TomBartonSports over on YouTube, at, at TomBartonSports on Twitter or X, whatever you're calling it nowadays. You can reach me there. And if you want to speak to me, you can get me at uh, TomBartonSports at gmail.com. So let's dive right in. Look, we have, uh, I'll give you the, the games and we'll come back to them, right? So Yale Holy Cross goes off at noon Eastern time um, at uh, Yale, right, at the Yale Bowl. Cornell, Lehigh, Cornell will be on the road. That's noon as well. Columbia, Lafayette, Columbia will be on the road in Eastern Pennsylvania. St. Thomas, Harvard at 1 o'clock Eastern time. That is at Harvard Stadium. Pennsylvania at Colgate on the road there. Brown travels to Bryant. Princeton travels to San Diego in a huge road trip way across the country. And then Dartmouth uh, at 6 o'clock at night takes on New Hampshire up in New Hampshire, up in Durham. Okay, let's go game by game here. Let's let's break this down game by game. Um, we have the opening games. I, I, I'm i not going to sit here and kind of give you predictions on each one, but I'll give you my leans. I'll give you my feelings. These are all out-of-conference games. When you start to talk about out-of-conference games, it's as much about knowing about the opponent as it is your team or what we think your team's going to be. So Yale against Holy Cross, we're looking at first. Obviously, uh, Nolan Grooms is going to be the focal point for Yale. Okay, right? You have the basically dual-threat quarterback. Uh, he he looked good last year, 1,660 passing yards, 745 rushing yards. He had 20 total touchdowns last year, 14 through the air, 6 on the ground. I mean, he was he was fantastic. You know that he's the dual-threat quarterback. You know what Yale can do. We all are very aware of what Yale's ceiling is, okay, and who they are. But Holy Cross is a very, very good team. They lost by three points last week at Boston College. Now, a lot of that is because Boston College isn't Boston College um, that we are used to this year. But let's not in any way, shape, or form overlook the fact that while Yale has a dual-threat quarterback, Matthew Sluka from Holy Cross is a dual-threat quarterback. Just last week against Boston College in a three-point loss on the road, which is an impressive loss, but a three-point loss on the road, if you can have an impressive loss. Uh, Sluka only threw the ball 15 times. 10 to 15 for 130. But he rushed 19 times for 131 yards and two touchdowns. So he is another dual threat quarterback. We have a double dual threat. By the way, they are uh, one and one is Holy Cross because they beat Merrimack in the first game, put up a a boatload of points, 42 points in that one. I think this is going to be a lot closer than Yale thinks. And to be honest with you, I think most people that are looking from the outside in, especially after that Boston College game, are thinking that 
Holy Cross should be the favorite here. Holy Cross should come in and win this game. I know it's in Yale. I know the high hopes of Yale, and I'm not getting down on your Bulldogs here at all. But I believe that watching and the eye test of what they just did against Boston College, who is an ACC team, it was on the road. It has to instill some confidence into Holy Cross and people that are backing Holy Cross. So if Yale does get this win, hey, that's a feather in the cap. That's a feather in the cap of all the Ivy Leagues. That's a great win. Uh, You have to attribute it to their dual threat quarterback. They're going to confuse them. They're going to do things that Boston College could not. But if they lose, don't throw the season away here. Holy Cross is a very, very good team. A very good team. Cornell on the road against Lehigh. Uh, We look at Lehigh, and again, they are a program that it depends really upon the opponent. I just talked about what Holy Cross did to Mary Mack. Well, they won last week 14-12. Completely different, completely different type of game. In week one, they put up 30, or they let up 38 points against Villanova, a very good Villanova team. But here's the problem with uh, when you're looking at Lehigh. In two games now, a win and a loss, they put up a combined 24 points in two games. Uh, you can attribute it last week to a good defensive effort, but it was more of a problem for Lehigh, who just flat out couldn't get it done offensively. And they look like they are struggling offensively. When you go back and you look at this team, you're looking at them and you're going, yeah, offensively, they are just not a very good team. And then you start to go and you go, okay, well, let's talk about the all-conference players that are on Cornell. Defensive back Paul Lewis. Uh, Jake Stebbins, uh, you look at him, right? Uh, a linebacker, Connor Henderson. Um, you you have Jamison Wang, and uh, as an honorable mention, and uh, Matt Robert, as an honorable mention, I get a couple of offensive linemen, but they have three dynamic all-conference players on the defensive side of the ball. So you have to think that Cornell's going to have a lot of, of defensive, um, we'll say success here against Lehigh, but it's a lot of it is Lehigh kind of shooting themselves in the foot. Now, they've moved the ball at times. I mean, they've moved the ball effectively, right? Garcia, they're running back 20 carries, 92 yards. They just don't do it enough. Columbia, Lafayette. Again, Columbia will be on the road here. A lot of people looking at Columbia as maybe a better team than we're expecting. But again, their offense is uh, for Lafayette is just, just pathetic. They got a 19-14 win against Sacred Heart in game one. They put up just seven against Duke. Now, look, just putting up seven against Duke on the road, no big deal, right? And the total for that game on the betting number, guys, was Duke minus 42 and over 49. It was 42-7. I I mean, you know, it was supposed to be a blowout. So now they're back home. But again, it looks like it's a defensive problem uh, or an offensive problem and a defensive type of game plan here for Columbia uh, to be able to shut them down. They do have Justin Townsend on the front line here. Sean Parker got an honorable mention of the defensive back. Um, but I think Columbia sees themselves as more an offensive team than a defensive team. Could give them a leg up. One o'clock, Penn takes on Colgate. Colgate's 0-2. Now, Colgate has put together good programs over the course of the seasons here. Um, but they've just, look, they've taken on two really, really good teams. This is a spot where Colgate will be completely overlooked. They went. They get out. They got their doors blown off at Syracuse in the Carrier Dome, sixty-five to nothing in Week One, and then against Villanova, who's a again a very very good team, uh, forty-two nineteen. I, I look at this, and you you can take a lot away from games early in the season. People go, ah, you know what? It's early in the season. Don't look at it. No, no, you can take a lot of games away early in the season. Oh, but I think that people are going to overreact to Colgate being zero and two. Colgate was on the road in both of those games. Now they're back in Hamilton. Colgate was against just superior, superior teams with really good offenses. Just teams that on a pure 
athletic standpoint, they can't hang with. They can hang with Penn here. Now, I know Penn's supposed to be very good this year, right? And I could rattle off uh, the all-conference players to Penn, which is is knee-deep, okay? They have a, a ton. They have nine all-conference players, uh, no, number two to Yale, who has 14. So you could rattle them off. And maybe you can say that Penn has the more athletic and the, the better talent here as well. But I think it's a little bit skewed. I think, I think you're going to look at Colgate, look at Colgate getting blown out, 100 to, you know, points given up, and you're going to kind of think that they are worse than they are. Don't come in and take this one lightly. St. Thomas travels up to Harvard Stadium to take on the Crimson. Now, I told you guys in my preview, I do like Harvard this year. St. Thomas, not a bad team. Look, they beat Black Hills uh, 36-26 in a game that, that everybody looked at that and said, why did you struggle so much? And then they lost to South Dakota 24-0. I think they're a worse team than their record says. You know, you look at Harvard, and again, uh, I'm beating the Harvard drum here, but you look at Harvard, Harvard, and sure, they have two offensive linemen, one on the second team, the other one an honorable mention. Of course, tight ends and Harvard uh, with Tyler Neville, they go together, but they have two really good defensive linemen, and one of them led by Thor Griffin, six foot two, 320 plus pounds. Okay, he uh, is a leading all defensive tackles in the rankings on many, many things on, on Hero Sports. I know that they ranked him really, really high. Um, he is a guy with a motor. He is a guy with a mean streak on the field. Uh, he is somebody that can disrupt everything that St. Thomas does, and I think that's exactly what he does here at home. I think their defensive line is the story of the game. Brown against Bryant. Look, I could tell you that I watched every single snap of Bryant against UNLV. Um, they were bad. I'm not telling you that they're not. They they looked bad against UNLV. They looked outmatched in a 44-14 loss against UNLV. Uh, they then took on Long Island last week and won 21-10. Their defense is not as bad as you look. You look at that game against UNLV, and, and they, they shut down Brumfield. And you can tell me, look, Brumfield didn't have to do much, right? But the guy didn't throw for 100 yards. So Brown comes in here, and, and you look at what Brown wants to do uh, they have three all-conference players that are, are uh, up there, two honorable mentions, both of them defensive backs, and then one wide receiver. You shut down that wide receiver. This could be a long game for Brown. This could be a game for Brown that you look at and you don't expect them to struggle, and they may struggle. Princeton traveling to the West Coast to take on San Diego. It's a long travel schedule. It, it's a it's a rough road but it's early in the year, and, and let's be honest. Princeton is just the more talented team. Princeton is the better team here. Princeton, in the preseason rankings, they're supposed to be right up there, right in the middle of this thing, right? Um, their defense last year held teams to 13.5 points per game. <clears throat> they they uh, had 16 interceptions, Ivy League's best. I don't think it's going to come down that much, and now they take on this San Diego team that has scored 31 points in two games. They lost 27-10 at Cal Poly. And then Colorado Mesa, 28-21. This seems to me like a road spot where Princeton can absolutely do some damage. And I would not I would be very surprised if Princeton doesn't really turn around and, and kind of inflict some damage and some pain here. Dartmouth, New Hampshire. This is a, a real good spot for New Hampshire to kind of get back on the way. Look, they they beat Stonehill. They beat them up 51-17 like they're supposed to. And they went to Central Michigan and lost 45-42 in a nail-biter of a game. And you look at their, their passing numbers and who they have. Uh, look, Brosmer, their quarterback last week, 
threw 50 times, 493 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. They are coming at you all kinds of ways. Laub, their running back, seven carries for 30 yards. That's not the story. 12 receptions, 295 yards. New Hampshire is a powerhouse, guys, an absolute powerhouse. And while I think Dartmouth can have a good year, and I think that Dartmouth can be a team that very potentially competes here, um, you, you you understand, <laughs> look, they're without their head coach, right? Um, they have an interim head coach. Now they're having their interim head coach has to go on the road against a team that just is through for nearly 500 yards. I think it's a real tough task for Dartmouth this weekend. So if you're asking me what am I looking for, look, I think New Hampshire probably gets the win. I think Princeton certainly can get the win. Brown Bryant, I'm interested to see what that, that is. Uh, Penn Colgate, the same thing. Um, Harvard probably pulls away with the win. Columbia Lafayette, uh, little scoring. Le- Cornell Lehigh, little scoring. Yale Holy Cross, unfortunately, I think Yale probably struggles in that one. But we we have an opportunity to clean sweep in the in the Ivies for week one. So, everybody, go out there. Enjoy week one. I'm Tom Barton from TomBartonSports.com. Enjoy week one. It's finally here. It's finally, finally here. So it'll be very cool. I'll be with you all season long, every single week, giving out these previews. That's going to do it for me. Enjoy your week, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.